raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Friday, August 11th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thank you for joining us on this Friday. Hope it's going to be a good weekend for you. I want to read a headline for you, and this is from Newsweek. They say Donald Trump could be disqualified from running in 24 by Supreme Court. So this is a couple of lawyers from University of Chicago and University of St. Thomas. They did this 126-page report, and they argued that Trump attempted to overturn the 2020 presidential election. That amounts to insurrection, thus making it unconstitutional for him to run for the White House again under the 14th Amendment. Uh And they say this is province and duty, and they're taking it all the way to the Supreme Court if they have to, to back their conclusion. Well, I hate to burst these people's bubble here, but uh, just a couple things. And look, I am just... uh low-level bird lawyer who uh, just, uh, you know, <laughs> pretends to be one on the radio and have no actual legal experience. Uh, did you know Todd Rokita and I believe we have tried the same amount of cases in our, <laughs> in our life? Yeah. You've uh, probably won all yours, me, though. Me, the pretend uh, lawyer on the radio, and mm-hmm. Todd Rokita, the actual actual attorney general, I believe we, we tried the uh, the uh, same amount of cases. Um the, the only difference is my stupidity doesn't, or fun with the law doesn't hurt anybody. Todd Rokita as well. He's the attorney general. So, uh, hi, Todd. Hope you're having a great Friday. Number one, the Supreme Court doesn't have to take any case they don't want to take, and they're not going to take this case. And number two, I was unaware that Donald Trump had been uh, convicted of insurrection, Casey. Right. Correct. I was unaware. No one. In fact, I didn't know a single solitary person from January 6th had been convicted of insurrection. Did I miss that? No. They go on to say that Donald Trump will need permission from two thirds of both the Senate and the House Uh to run for president. So now he has to ask for permission. It just proves ridiculous headlines that uh, try and get you with their clickbait. But speaking of Donald Trump, he and they got you. Well, I you wanted, clicked. I did because I was like, what? Okay, we have to see what this is all about now. Mission accomplished on their part, Casey. You're probably the same person who clicks on, you won't believe what Brad Pitt did when Angelina Jolie walked by. Click here to read more. <laughs> you know I do. You know I, what <laughs> do they look like now? <laughs> why, why does my computer have 9,300 viruses on it? What, what the hauntavirus? <laughs> what? Okay, well, here's something I definitely did click on, and this is actually noteworthy. Donald Trump says that he will not sign the pledge, the loyalty pledge. Uh Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy signed it. Nikki Haley signed it as well. And they're saying that they will back whoever is the nominee. Okay, so this is going to be super interesting because, well, first of all, before we get into this, we do have audio uh, of Trump. Trump was asked about this Mm -hmm. and basically that's what he said is he's not signing that pledge and he made it sound like he's not doing the debates either we have so much you just opened up so many avenues right now but just to clean up tie up the 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 fox debate said you'll you'll decide next week what is i'll be announcing yeah i've already decided uh and i'll be announcing something next week i noticed the fox senior executives came and had dinner with you and pitched you did they move the needle well, they were very nice. Look, they were very nice. Here, here's why, uh, Mr. President. The only reason I, I say this, I put a poll up on Twitter. At least two-thirds of the people don't want you to do the debate because they feel it could be a setup. Are you concerned about Fox 
Setting well, when you're at 75, 78, 80 percent, and other guys are at zero, one percent, two percent, three percent, you do say, uh, what's the upside? Am I going to go up one point? But they could go up. You know, they're not dumb people. They're senators. They're governors. They're intelligent people. You have some very good people. I think you have some very good people, and you have some people. I mean, I have a problem with the debate for another reason. I wouldn't sign the pledge. Why would I sign a pledge? There are people on there that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have certain people as, you know, somebody that I'd endorse. So they want you to sign a pledge. But I can name three or four people that I wouldn't support for president. So right there, there's a problem, okay? Right there, there's a problem. I but I don't have to use that. Right now, no, I don't want to do that. Which, I don't that there's no reason to insult him <laughs> there's no reason so he's trying to get out all right who uh, who's running that you don't like donald trump and he did later in that conversation mention asa hutchinson and then he went on to say that vivek ramaswamy was doing a good job uh he likes ramaswamy until mm-hmm. ramaswamy becomes if indeed this happens the next guy who's on the ascend and mm-hmm. then he will stop liking him if he feels remotely threatened now one of my favorite things with Trump is his ability to exaggerate the truth without any sort of hesitation. There's not a single solitary poll that shows Donald Trump at 80% of the vote anywhere. And yet for him, I'm yeah, at 80% I'm of the vote. I'm at 70, 80%. I, yeah. it's, it's, there's almost something charming about it, his ability to just say things that are wholly ridiculous and keep, keep going. Okay, so here is the conundrum on this for me. Because as a person who values transparency, mm-hmm. he should absolutely get on that stage and say, look, I'm running for president for A, B, and C. Here's what I'm going to do if I'm elected. Here is my opportunity to lay out my vision for the country, address concerns of the American people, and let me show you what a bunch of ding-dongs these other underachievers are around me. But he doesn't have to. And so this is if you don't feel any sort of obligation to transparency and accountability, which, look, whether you love Trump or not, I think we all know Trump doesn't feel any sense of loyalty or obligation to anyone but himself— No, politically, it's a terrible move because, Mm -hmm. again, if you're Trump and you don't feel an obligation to the voter, to the taxpayer, to lay out your vision, and if Republican voters aren't going to hold you accountable and punish you for not doing that, then why wouldn't you go to Joe Rogan or to Tucker and say, hey, well, let's do a dealio online live right, right during the smack dab in the middle of this, and we'll take all their... We'll take all their viewers because, you know, Trump would get more viewers than than they would. I mean, that's that's a snooze fest if it's DeSantis and Pence and Christie and Scott. I mean, like sitting there looking at that picture of Hammer and Nigel on our wall is more entertaining than listening to those guys. (laughs) And he knows that Mm -hmm. he knows that that he can spit in the face of the RNC and go, yeah, I'm not signing your pledge and I'm not doing the b- debates. Go ahead and tell your party that I can't be the nominee. Go ahead. Yeah, he's not playing the party game. He's got no reason to go to that debate. In fact, if he were to go, it could actually hurt him. So why would he do that? I really do think that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis are going to come across as very intelligent during the debate and it may hurt Trump if he were on that stage. So yeah, why would he do it? Yeah. He shouldn't do it. No, and, and if you're it's solely political is all you care about, which you know it is with Trump, mm-hmm. then don't do it, and he's not going to do it. And uh, it is disappointing because the whole reason I wanted to see Pence on that debate stage right. was to uh, see Trump eviscerate him. Now, 
Maybe if, you know, thing, well, look, it's not going to change. I mean, at this point, Nigel and I were talking about this during Off the Rails yesterday. At this point, if you are, if you have not been removed as a Donald Trump supporter, what would it be? Yeah. What would be the thing at this point that's going to come out about him where you'd go, well, that's it. That uh, That's the last straw. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Yep. He's, there's nothing. There's not, the only logical way Trump could maybe possibly get derailed is someone like DeSantis has such a ground game in Iowa because it's a goofy, squirrely process with a caucus, not an election. And you have seen in the past underdogs and no namers come out of there with surprise victories that they pull a rabbit out of their hat and their organization is so good and Trump's is not, which it's really not. Trump's always kind of been a ragtag band of misfits in terms of his campaign that they win. And then, okay, now you've got some sort of interesting ball game punchers chance, whatever to the next week, next week in New Hampshire. But other than that, there is no path for any of these people. It's, it's Trump. Well, you mentioned Ron DeSantis, and he really has to do something, and he's got to do it quick because a new poll just came out. This was conducted by Signal, and they said Donald Trump continues to dominate the field, of course, of the Republican primary contenders. But here's the big one. Shocker. Vivek Ramaswamy has overtaken Ron DeSantis for second place. Well, we talked about this when DeSantis got in, and I think we both agreed, hey, people are going to see this guy. They're going to look at Florida. They're going to love him. They're going to say, wow, we want the country to be like that. This is going to be great. But politics has changed to the point now where traditional campaigning, I'm not sure that really works if you've got someone who can captivate the public like the way the way Trump does. And DeSantis is in that bubble now. He never did it as a front runner. He did it as the alternative where uh, Fred Thompson was in 2008 and where um, uh, Perry, Rick Perry, Perry. was in 2012. Mm -hmm. And to some extent where Jeb Bush was as the front runner in 2016, where when you set an expectation and the expectation was, hey, yes, DeSantis will enter behind and people are going to see him and he's going to gradually move up the list. And by the time the first debate comes, he may not be in the lead, but he'll be within striking distance. And wow, now we've got a ball game. Well, he hasn't done that. And so people who are looking at alternatives are going, well, dude, if you can't mm-hmm. if you can't make up any ground, then we got to look somewhere else if we if you don't want Trump. And it's the same way Perry and Thompson, there was all these expectations and they totally underwhelmed. And then it's not even maybe they did so bad. It's just they didn't. Now, Perry was a total implosion. But Thompson, it was just like. Yeah, the guy's just a boring actor who speaks really well. I mean, there's nothing magnanimous or anything about him. He's just a gruff-talking guy who was on Law and & Order and Hunt for Red October. I mean, yeah, you know. yeah. De- DeSantis definitely not as dynamic as Trump. Trump gaining one point in this poll. He's up to 53%, and Vivek Ramaswamy shot up six points. He's at 11%, and DeSantis, he went down. He's down to 10%. Can I, can I just make an editorial comment Absolutely. real quick, Casey? It's half your show. One of my favorite things in the world, yeah. and the thing I get just, I can't tell you the level of joy I get out of this. By the way, you can watch us on YouTube. I don't know if you were aware of that. You can, you just go to YouTube and you can just put our name, Kendall and Casey, in the browser there and you can watch this show. Um, and if you think we're great to listen to, we're even more beautiful to look at. <laughs> One of my favorite things, and I can't tell you the joy I get out of this, yeah. is people who every single day, I'm talking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every single damn day of the week, 
spend three hours of their day Mm -hmm. obsessed on our show and commenting in our YouTube chat, but yet they hate our guts. (laughs) I can't tell you the joy I get of knowing the amount of your day that I waste every single day obsessing over me. So when you people make your little comments, just know I sit at home, I sit here, wherever I am, and multiple times a day, I just lean back and laugh at the fact that you are so obsessed. Now, they're usually very nice to you. I mean, let's face it, it's usually me because you're a beloved figure. But the amount of joy I get knowing the amount of your day that I waste. So because they're spending all of this time disliking you, you're still a fan. That's right. It all counts the same on the ratings. It all counts the same. It does. It is 18 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Getting high, becoming as American as apple pie. 21 minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So half of United States residents have tried marijuana. 17% currently smoke it on a regular basis. This is according to a new Gallup poll. I've never seen. So I said, we were talking during the break, you know, hey, what story would you like to do now? And I said, let's do the weed story. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen Kevin (laughs) more interested in our show. I mean, it was... So like he's been sleeping for an hour and a half and suddenly he woke up. Wait, what? What's the weed story? You know what it reminded me of? When my English bulldog, Bruce, will refuse to move, he will just lay in his cage and will not move. And he sees me go to the little bin where his food is. And it was just, you know, he will just shoot up. Mm-hmm. And then I am I am here. I'm ready to work. I will do whatever necessary. <laughs> what finally, you got? What do you need? speak in my language. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. So this, are, this story says that according to a poll, 17% mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Americans smoke marijuana on a regular basis. Yep. 50% have tried weed. And Matt Bear and I were having this conversation before the the show. Uh, this is why it's so stupid that our government continues to try to act like this doesn't exist and makes it creates this total black market where very dangerous people profiteer off this because everybody who wants to do it is doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, here in Indiana, if you want to do it, it's not hard. Just go over to Illinois. Just go up to Michigan. You know, and then Matt and I were talking about it from this perspective. Our state spends millions of dollars fighting opioid abuse, taxpayer money. And when there is a logical, is it an end-all be-all for opioid abuse? No, absolutely not. But there is a logical way to at least prevent many people potentially from getting hooked to begin with, which is medical marijuana, certainly under a doctor's supervision. And you take this to the state and lock down McGee 
goes, no, nah, I'm no, nah, I'm I'm not doing that. But man, we got a major opioid crisis here, and the Republicans in the House and Senate who admit there is the votes to pass me- me- medical marijuana just clap like seals for this guy. It's stupid. It's stupid, Casey. And this is why government people hate the government. The majority of people want this certainly medically. There is no proven harm certainly under doctor supervision, but even smoking it in the confines of your own house if you desire. Now, it's another conversation to say, well, you should be able to do it everywhere. No, you don't want your public square smelling like weed. But in your own home where you're not harming anyone else, look, we've got dear sweet Riley with us today. Riley is, of course, the very fabulous uh, Ball State graduate who Hammer and I crashed mm-hmm. his graduation <laughs> party a few months ago. Yeah, And I, I know Riley's parents are listeners, so I'm not going to indict anyone. But Newsflash, Riley's parents. I'm going to guess potentially maybe, you know, an edible was not the worst thing Riley did at Ball State. And yet we act like, hey, we better get the paddy wagon after these people if anyone smokes marijuana. Well, isn't that interesting? Because, Riley, how old are you? 22. 22. Okay, so we asked him off the air, have you ever smoked marijuana? <laughs> and he says, I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> and we say, okay, mom and dad are listening. Yeah. You don't want that out there or for whatever reason. Now, if this radio program were in, say, Michigan. Yeah. I bet we would have gotten a different answer yeah. because it is completely acceptable. There is a pot store on every corner yeah. in that state. But if you want to break it down politically, 57% of Democrats say that they have tried marijuana or cannabis yeah. compared to 39% of Republicans. But here's where it gets interesting. 52% of independents say that they have. And, uh, you know, with it being legal in what what is it, 23 states now? Yes. Uh, have legalized rec and 38 states now allow for medicinal purposes. Of course, more residents in this country have smoked marijuana. They say that it's uh, the highest, the number of Americans who currently smoke has more than doubled since 2013. Well, that makes sense. It's more readily available and in many places it is legal. All right, Casey, we've got a jam-packed remainder of the show left. Mm -hmm. We've got voicemails when we return and then later this hour, the well-assembled lunatic lady from the airplane has spoken. I am telling you right now. Kev, have you ever been screamed at by a well-assembled lunatic on an airplane? Not on an airplane. He wishes. Then you haven't lived, buddy. We'll get into that and more coming up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Are you ready to do some blowing? Some hot mouthing? (laughs) What's coming up today with voicemails? What? That's what somebody said you were doing. And we'll get to that coming up. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number. Have you ever considered an OnlyFans, Casey? Maybe that (laughs) would be the best place for you instead of these very valuable public airwaves. Hey, these are somebody else's words. I'm just quoting them. Okay, so we're going to do something uh, a little, well, I was going to say risque, but given that intro, I don't know if that's the right (laughs) word I want to use. We've never done this before on the voicemails i'm going to allow one voicemail to answer another voicemail oh great and you know one of the things on this show is we dish it out but we take it and you know we're we all the time play voicemails of people who are upset at us or don't like us or frustrated with us um 
And one of the things people continue to want to talk about is our little interaction Ethan and I had mm-hmm. the other day, back and forth. If you missed the show, uh, I had reached my limit with Ethan <laughs> on his uh, comments about Trump and people who are who question what happened during the election. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm gonna be very clear. We tell you how the rules are written here, and we're honest with each other. And you know, we we open up the doors on how it works. Ethan got a tongue lashing, not because he has an opinion, but I felt it was a very flippant way repeatedly that Ethan had expressed that opinion. And I had heard it from multiple people, multiple times he had been on this show about any time questions or Trump asking questions about the 2020 election were brought up. And I had issued a warning on that, that if it happened again, Mm I was not going to take it anymore. I tried very, 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 very hard. And I always am, in case he knows this, whenever there's a fill-in host to be gracious and try to put them in a position where they can succeed. And we have different people who fill in, who have different skill sets. And I, it is it is a pain in the ass when Casey is not here because you have to put our show together <laughs> around whoever's working and try to make it work so that they can succeed. And Casey will tell you, I always try to do that. Mm-hmm. When somebody different fills in, I've always put them in a position where they can succeed. And I am very, this may surprise people, I'm very patient. Yes. I'm very patient. And I had reached my limit on this and there was a warning issued. And I said, if he does it again, I'm going off the rails on the show. He chose to do it. It's not that he had the opinion. It's the repeated flippant nature, which I felt was very disrespectful to tens of millions of people in this country and the tens of thousands of people who listen to this radio show every day. And Ethan's a big boy. Ethan's a good radio talk show guy. He took it. He's an adult. Mm -hmm. We love Ethan. Mm -hmm. Everybody should listen to Saturday Night on the Circle, 7 to 9. But Ethan's a big boy. We act like it was like some, you know adult who was threatening a child or something. No, Ethan's a grown-ass man. He can take it. So we got a phone call and we play the critical ones the same way as we do the praise ones. Yep. So, here we go. Here's the phone call. Um, love the show. Listen pretty much every day. But, Rob, I'm mad at you. Oh. I think you and everyone else just kind of like missed the point Ethan was trying to make the other day. I've been sitting on it for a while, and like, yeah, I kind of want to get my two cents. So keep in mind, just I don't agree with Ethan, but I still think you're in the wrong the way you handled it, because that's not the point Ethan was trying to make. He originally was trying to say that why is if Trump says the election is stolen, which I I agree, like it was, there were shenanigans, all that other bull crap, that. What's the point then if he says, oh, it's you know rigged and I don't have any chance of winning, but I'm going to waste your time and run anyway. I think that's the point Ethan was trying to make. And it all got blown out of proportion. So, and also, why did you snap at him when he is just a commentator and his opinion literally means like nothing in terms of, you know, policies and stuff like that. But you let Sleazy Shreevy walk. That is what's really infuriating. I don't even live in Marion County. I just visit every now and then. I'm in Brown County. So that, it's, and it still makes me mad that just because he bought you Wendy's, you buttered him up and just let him go. It's like, come on, Rob. I, I just, 
I don't even want to know what to say. Like, I'm getting worked up just talking about it again. And she's driving, so be careful. Uh, yes, we hope you're using a hands-free device or mm-hmm. Eric Holcomb will come after you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple things I want to address, and then we got a phone call which actually addresses this directly. Okay. Okay. Number one, I, first of all, I love the fact that she thinks because Jefferson Shreve is a joke brought me Wendy's three months ago. That's that, going to make you the, go the, soft the, on the, him. Remember when we had that staff meeting, Casey, and you and I got together and said, let's go easy on Shreve because he brought us a, a, a bacon sandwich <laughs> yeah, three months yeah, ago. Yeah, we had a whole meeting about that. The interview- we, we did not. The interview we did with Shreve was widely applauded because we had a finite amount of time- mm-hmm. And many, many things, because this plan had just been, this was before all the TV ads and everything else that we wanted to get through. We gave him a chance to hang himself, and he did. Yeah. We asked the questions, mm-hmm. and we got the we got a better result than if I had sat there and screamed at the guy for being an idiot. Yeah. Because he answered the questions, and everybody walked out of that interview. Knowing where he stood. Exactly. Yeah. Had we just gone and blasted him out of the gate, he would have clammed up. And stop talking. Right. And we wouldn't have gotten any answers out of him. You were very diplomatic during that whole thing. I'm the one who was going at him a little harder. Yeah. Um, so. I told her, so you got to calm down here. We're, we're hosts here. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Had we had we just, you know, been angry with him out of the gate, it, it wouldn't have done any good. But because we went through it calmly and let him talk, give him enough rope. Now, let's, let's address, because I know Ethan's in the chat. Hello, Ethan. We love you. Um. Ethan knew what he was doing. Ethan, it's not that you uh, have an opinion about the election. You are being very flippant and dismissive, as you have been repeatedly. It's not that we differ in opinion, but you go out of your way to piss people off about this. When we laid out very clearly, there are tens of millions of people who believe. And what is Trump supposed to do? Well, because it happened last time, I just won't run it again, and no one else should run it. We should just give it to the Democrats. That's ludicrous. It is... Every American should be pointing out what happened in places like Pennsylvania to try to fight and stop it from happening again. Now, I don't know how you win that battle, but the answer is not to simply stop fighting. Now, we got a phone call that addressed this, and we've never done this before, but and these I don't think these people know each other, but I thought the two calls just kind of married together, and we, you know, us, we're very fair. We take the heat, we give the heat. Let's play them both. Good morning. This is Jeremiah, Daily Listener. And, yes, Rob, you were spot on yesterday about Ethan Hatcher. I mean, to be honest, it gets annoying because you're right. There's one thing to express your opinion or state what you feel or believe. But yet when you start being, you know, the way he was, like you said, he's dismissive. And sometimes it's, it's disrespectful, it sounds. And you're right. He just keeps going on and on and on and on. It's like... I don't blame you. This wasn't the first time that he that I felt like he had come on your guys' show, and in my in my feeling, is it, a way of disrespecting it. Not saying he did, but that's kind of how it feels. Anyway, you were right; he was wrong. <laughs> it's your show, but it's not about right or wrong. I just believe what you did was warranted, and you were correct. You'd had enough, and, you know, keep up the good work. Two passionate people expressing differing opinions. Okay, I'm going to pull the curtain back. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, 
Apparently, and I, I wish I, I had heard it. I missed the show that day. You're very invested in yourself, Casey, over this radio show. You know I was taking care of somebody. <laughs> Just kidding. But as I pull the veil out, apparently... This made for some great radio. Oh, it was great. Because everybody is talking about this conversation. We'll probably get a Marconi out of it. Yeah. Do I have to cut it in half and give half of it to Ethan if I win? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> you have to share it with him because he was part of it. Uh, okay, real quick. Well, I wasn't going to play this one first, but since you... Uh, kick, how did you kick off the segment? There was a lot of... Uh, Blowing and hot-mouthing. Yeah, uh, I wasn't going to play this right away, but I guess we can't go to a break without playing it because right. then you could get fined by the FCC or something. Not uh, my words. I'm just quoting. Um, we, you know, we have long been critical of the Pence family, mm-hmm. and uh, we have offered. We've said if anybody can prove me incorrect on the things that I've said, you know, whether it's you know Greggy running the Keel Brothers Oil Company into the ground and leaving the taxpayers with the you know millions of dollars in environmental damage, or leaving the bank holding the bag on you know millions of, of dollars of paper. If you you know could disprove me that uh, you know Mike Pence has long been a I mean, just zero, you know, great accomplishments, whether it's as a congressman or a, a governor, uh, you know, whatever it might be. You call this program and we will love to hear those and play those. And well, I got to I got to admit, Casey, mm-hmm. it took a very long time, but somebody finally got me. Rob, when you're doing all your blowing and hot mouthing on the GOP, please get some of your facts straight. Mike Pence is a younger brother. Greg Pence is two years older. They got me. Oh, is that it? That's it. Oh. They got me. 2% Pence. That's it. The younger. She got me. I had their ages mixed up. You got them flip-flopped. Nobody can ever offer anything about the policies or, <laughs> right. their, or, their, or the, the things brothers. they've done. Uh, no, no, you got me. The I, age. I got their ages mixed up. <laughs> Gosh darn it, Casey. <laughs> man, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, wow. Oh, man, it's all over for me. Get your research correct. It's 1043. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. When we come back... Mm-hmm. The well-assembled lady on the airplane. I am telling you right now. Uh, she has spoken. Mm-hmm. She is. She. Is, I feel like she is one step away from an OnlyFans account at this point. We'll talk about <laughs> it coming up next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. How very exciting. Hammer's back, and he joins us in the studio from the Hammer and Nigel show. (sighs) You look fat. I feel fat. (laughs) That's so nice. I just got back from vacation, man, and I ate so much, and I drank so much. What? (laughs) Way more than usual. Uh, So... I'm a man of my word, and we're going to do the weigh-in again starting it. now. Now, here are the rules of engagement. For somebody it. who may be new to this, we did this a little bit over a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at about 
265 pounds. Yep. And I thought, man, I need to lose some damn weight. You are morbidly obese. And every Friday, I will come in here, step on a scale, and if I'm equal or I've lost weight, survive in advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I've gained weight, even if it's point one, mm-hmm. I have to put five dollars into a virtual pot mm-hmm. that will go to Rob Kendall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can use this for whatever reasons you want. Cheryl at the Applebee's. Right. Uh, Start ba- a scholarship for Livy. <laughs> yeah, babysitter money. Whatever. What? Why did you put seven dollars in a scholarship account in 2023? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it is. Great. And the goal is, I want to lose fifty pounds. Oh, that's great. So. So the number we're going with, and again, I did not bring the scale in, kind of still getting used to being back, yep. got in late last night. Um, Big Daddy here is looking at 271 pounds. Wow. Now, you've always carried your weight kind of well, like we joke, but I don't look at you and say, oh my gosh, you're one step away from my 600-pound life. No. I don't feel like you look like a person who is a you know a obese mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. However, I did when you got done last year, was it last? I guess it was it would be last year. I did see a noticeable difference when yeah. you put those photos side by side, by side which clearly it's 50 pounds. Yeah, and Again, you saw this firsthand, both of you. Mm-hmm. I gain weight quickly and I lose yeah. weight yeah. quickly. Yeah, it's just a matter of me not drinking so much beer, yeah. eating so many donuts like you've got in studio today. Yeah, I, said, uh, I said, hey, fatty, you want a donut? <laughs> so 271 is the number we're going to start with Okay, here. 271. Uh, I'm so excited for this. And here's my favorite part of the weigh-in. So the first really four or five weeks, Hammer is usually gangbusters. He'll lose mm-hmm. maybe, you know, it's like 20 pounds. I think last yeah. time and then it starts getting tougher and that's when I start to start watching Hammer starve himself on Thursdays <laughs> yeah. and then he's trying to take the largest dump he possibly yep. can on Heads a Friday the morning and mm-hmm. it's really to watch his misery it brings me great joy and so yeah. after the first four or five weeks really is when the competition starts for me I want to do this like the right way this time and not have a week where I just you know lose 10 pounds yeah. like I want to make it more methodical yeah. this time around oh you we all know that <laughs> won't happen i'm gonna call, i'm gonna see you a friday morning i haven't eaten in 24 hours and i've taken nine peas this morning <laughs> i noticed it last time when you were wearing shirts that were just a little billowy on you yeah so i think that's gonna happen again well i'm also a product of the 90s and i still like the baggy mm-hmm. stuff i like mm-hmm. i like loose shorts I like yeah. big shirts uh and look uh, you're never gonna be the you know sex machine image you were in that senior photo that you've so uh, eloquently made available to the public but you could get close if you look at my senior high school photo you will get pregnant yeah i mean you're, you were a good looking guy i don't <laughs> look i don't mind saying you were well you were well put together i mean it's been all downhill since then no. but, but you were you were no i mean i you were you were doing well for yourself well, thank you i i appreciate that and again i think right now coming off of vacation yeah. week where it's you're sugary drinks you're at and peak level food and all that kind of stuff now is the time hey did you see who we have in the studio today yeah our buddy hey how you doing so riley uh emailed us mm-hmm. this was uh what in the spring and said hey i'm graduating from ball state i'm a yeah. big fan of the sh- of all the shows we'd love for you guys to come to our my graduation party and 
we played a little game with Riley where we acted like, oh, we'd love to come, but we're all busy. Thanks yeah. for the invite. And then Hammer and I showed, showed up, up. Yeah. and uh, we pounded quite a few brews at Riley's graduation party, which is partially why you're so fat. Right. And let the record clearly state, Nigel actually did blow you off. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our favorite part, Hammer, and Riley and I were laughing about this, as we are leaving the graduation party, uh, there was like a, a, like a palette of the the pre-made margarita stuff. Yes. And it was good stuff. Real good. We drank quite a bit while we were there. Yeah. And uh, as we were leaving, we were just pointing out, hey, there's these pallets of this very fine uh, pre-made margarita stuff. And Riley's disinterested cousin was on her phone <laughs> and goes, oh, take as much as you want. Take it. <laughs> Don't cost nothing. <laughs> and he said, really? He goes, oh, yeah, Riley would, would want you to take it with you. <laughs> Riley wants you to have that. And I looked at Rob. Rob looked at me. I think she's right. <laughs> we took a bottle home. So to set the record straight, she was very interested in the party. She was doing work stuff, according to her. Oh, yeah. Um, she, yeah she looked like it. And, <laughs> she, she should work in radio, uh, then, because that's how hard we work. Um, and then... Um, she was she she was right. We definitely had way more margarita mix than we need. We still have like 10, 15 things of it. Back Why did you bring some in today? Yeah, where is it at? I told Rob I meant to bring it. I had it all planned. I was going to bring everyone a gift. <laughs> next oh, time. Then I forgot. You know the next great time. the great thing about Riley's graduation party was by the time Hammer and I drank all that stuff there, and then we took that real nice stuff with us. We actually made money off your graduation. Party. <laughs> <laughs> and we brought a gift though. We, we did. did. We, we did, did not did. come empty-handed. Uh, that's the rules of the open house. Thank you come you with some again. money, and then you. You know, drink that money's worth yeah. when you're there. Absolutely. Um, did you see the well-assembled lunatic lady has spoken? No, I didn't know she spoke. Yeah. So for those who don't remember, uh, the lady on the airplane mm-hmm. who has captivated the fantasies of men across the uh, the fruited plain. Here is uh, this this well-assembled lady going nuts on an airplane. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f- off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the f- off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f**ks, but I am telling you right now that mother back there is not real. <laughs> and you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. So her name is, what is it, Gomas, right? It's yes. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany Gomas. I love, I love that you're already, yeah, and, and her age and her address. And mm-hmm. She lives at a $2 million mansion near the Dallas area. Yes, oh, I'm does. well aware, Rob. Yes. Well aware. 36-year-old marketing exec. Yeah, so she said, she told Daily Mail, quote, mm-hmm. no one knows anyone else's story and no one should judge. No one knows what it's like. Now, the detailed report is wild if you haven't read it. Not only did she get kicked off the airplane, mm-hmm. then it appear she kept trying to get back, back on to the airplane. Yes. I told the coupon lady last night, if our plane gets delayed one more time, mm-hmm. I will buy you a diamond ring if you stand up in the middle of the airport and do that same routine. <laughs> I am telling you right uh, now. She went, on, she went on to say, quote, they're staking out my house. They're mm-hmm. staking out my neighbors. They're going through my mail. She stated so much of what is out there is inaccurate, but then declined to comment further. So I that's, where, that's where she draws the line. Yeah, though. like she won't. T- what, like what? Tell us what happened. Everybody wants to know. She's apparently fighting with a family member. I don't buy that, though. Uh, do you buy that? No. And this whole story about the headphones, earbuds or whatever, I think it's crap. I swear to you. I think she saw Carrot Top, who was on that flight. And if you've seen Carrot Top, he doesn't look real. Maybe that's who she was talking about. Yeah, Nige, Nige figured maybe she had 
uh, you know, taking some medication before she got on the flight. Maybe mm. she'd had a couple mimosas or something. You mix that together. You see Carrot Top, and you could see how that whole thing might come together. All I know is when that buxom chick starts getting kooky, something about me feels alive inside. Well, you know, and the thing <laughs> of it is, she hasn't tried to monetize it. So to me, it does tell me maybe she did something she's embarrassed by, and she wants it to go away. Or she's already know. got money. She well, lives in a $2 million house. Well, she does. People who already have money don't go running to OnlyFans. Yeah, that's a good point. She was holding on to her $2,000 purse and didn't care if she left that behind. To me, she seemed like she was really scared or upset about something. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done in public, Casey? I don't even want to ask you, Hammer. I'm not sure we can say it on the <laughs> I airwaves. can't say it on the radio. <laughs> he doesn't. He, it's like public, private, wherever. Oh, I don't know, Rob. Oh, I'd come on, to, Casey. I'd have you to know. Think Surely about you've that. done something that you're I, just mortified by. Every single day between <laughs> 9 and noon, I embarrass myself publicly. But, you know, she heads this marketing firm and uh, her clients are Xbox and Microsoft. And since that whole thing she did on the plane, she locked all of their profiles down. Oh, wow. Last. So I want to hire like, her to run the Hammer and yeah, Nigel yeah, you show. You absolutely should. That'll she needs be your... to be the official marketing director of the Hammer and Nigel show. She is very attractive. Very pretty. Like, can we get her to like be the MC at a night with WIBC? <laughs> <laughs> can we have her, you know, in that moderator role? I want well, her. You know, I don't think you could pay her enough. Yeah, that'd be way better than Tony Katz. You don't have the God. budget for her. <laughs> hey, you're back. What's coming up this afternoon, Chubby? Oh, I don't know. It feels like I need to address this whole Joe Hogsett mayor situation yeah. and Shreve's camp. Basically trying to say, look, there are other hosts at WIBC that like my plan. Well, guess what, pal? The one guy that lives in Indianapolis is back today, and he's pissed off. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.